Hi, I'm Chantal. I have ADHD. This is going to be a bit of a lofty episode. Today, I'm going to be making a comparison between a good ADHD day and a rough ADHD day. Now, when we're talking good days and bad days, I'm not talking about a day where good things happen to me and I feel happy because of them and a day where bad things happen to me and I feel sad or upset because of them. I'm talking about days that are just normal in every external respect, but where the way that I experience the day is different because I'm either feeling good or I'm not feeling good because the symptoms are either really acute or they're relatively mild or maybe even non-existent because the medication is working or many factors. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, what gave me the idea to do this is that today, January 15th, is a good day. Now, there are ups and downs. There are better days, worse days, but how often do I actually have what I would call a really good ADHD day? Not as often as I'd like. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who had who has ADHD or that everyone who knows someone with ADHD should expect that this is how ADHD is, that there are very few good days. I'm going to remind you that I'm relatively early in this journey. I'm pretty much at the beginning. I just got my diagnosis officially this year. This year, not this calendar year, but a few months ago. And so it's really early for me. I'm still on my first medication ever. I am probably going to have to explore a couple and see how they affect me. And dosages are probably going to have to be refined. So is it possible that I'm going to have many more good days eventually? Yeah, it's quite possible. Do I know a lot about it yet? Not really, because I'm at the start. So this is sort of, this is, this is one of those moments where I'm, I'm going to be very clear about that what I'm talking about is very subjective. This is sort of the subjective part of my journey. This is going to be more Chantal's ADHD rather than let's talk generally ADHD. So I'm having a really good day and I thought that I'd record a little bit about what that experience is like. What makes today a good day? What are the differences? And yeah, eventually when I'm having a less good day, I'm going to talk about what that feels like and what that means in terms of symptoms, in terms of presentation, in terms of what makes things hard. So today, it's a fairly normal day. I mean, yeah, are there particular things that come with every day? Sure. But, you know, it's in a lot of ways fairly average. Um, like what happened today? Not a whole lot. I've been, you know, I've been in the apartment. Um, we did have a really big snowstorm last night, so there's like a lot of snow out there and it's still actually blowing quite a bit. Um, my husband actually had to go in and dig a bunch today because the drift was just, well, there was a lot of snow up against the windows. So, um, 
Yeah, we, uh, my little guy really enjoyed watching Dad do some digging from the windows. That was fun. Um, then we made him some hot chocolate for when he came in. Um, my, uh, my husband did some, some, uh, hangout time with, uh, with some friends online because COVID. Um, and I watched the little guy for a while. We, we watched some stuff on TV. We played some Wii. Um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Like it was just, it was a fairly quiet, regular day. There wasn't anything particular about today that made it stand out. It wasn't good stuff happening, bad stuff happening. It was just a, it was a normal kind of day. But my medication was working well today. And I'm not sure what other factors are at play because there are quite likely other factors, which I'm still trying to figure out. Um, you know, I'm a woman, so are certain times of the month uh, more likely to see my medication working well versus others? Um, you know, do those levels have anything to do with it? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm mapping it out to see if there are any trends, but it might be quite some time before I actually see what that data looks like. So there could be other factors. I really don't know. But my medication is working today pretty well. What's making it work really well? I don't know. And what's making it a good day otherwise? Is it just the medication? Again, I don't know. It's just really hard to say. And, and I'm so early in this process of understanding what the factors could even be. Um, yeah. But what does it look like? So um, I did actually write down some notes because I was feeling really good. And I was able to sit down and write notes. So, very first thing that I wrote down, mind feels peaceful. Oh my goodness, is that ever a thing that I hope some people get to take for granted? What a wonderful thing. Ah, oh, the mind feeling peaceful. Peaceful as in not quiet, but also not agitated not angsty, not bopping around for things, not ricocheting in on itself, not jumbled, not foggy, you know, not like there's a bunch of stuff in there and it's cluttered, but also not foggy, like I have to wade through a bunch of stuff to find anything at all or see anything clearly inside the brain, you know, for, for thoughts to be easy to grab. It was just feeling peaceful, like I could naturally do things, and I just felt good. My mind just felt clean and easy, and it's it's hard to describe, because, I mean, how often do we have to describe something like this to each other? You know, it's <laughs> that's part of why I'm doing this podcast, I suppose, is because sometimes we do have to talk about these things, and, you know, it's it's good to create a basis for having that dialogue. So, yeah, very peaceful mind. That was wonderful. Another thing that I noticed is that I felt like I really had the bandwidth today. Oh, pardon me. My cat is trying to scale the wall quite literally. Could you please get down, sir? Could you please get off of the, of the computer tower? Okay. Another thing that I noticed today was that I had really good bandwidth for just having good emotional regulation 
Um, what I mean by that is, if something tiny happens, does it make me have a big feeling? You know, does it give me a lot of stress, an inordinate amount? You know, or or is it relatively easy sailing through little tiny bumps? Um, so I had really good emotional regulation. You know, if um, if my my little dude was you know, upset about something very briefly, or, or is maybe cranky because he's a little tired or overwhelmed with something. Um, does it make me feel a little bit keyed up inside as well? Do I feel like my heart rate's going up a little bit and I have to sort of, you know, sort of talk to myself internally and sort of, you know, do I have to do any sort of emotional work to sort of rebalance inside? I didn't really have to do that today. It was really good. Like, the way that I might put it is that my my battery felt really full, but also that it was a higher quality battery. Do you know what I mean where, like, if you get really cheap batteries, you know the batteries that come with something, you, you buy a thing and it says batteries included, but they're really terrible batteries. <laughs> they're not really high quality batteries, so they, you know, they're full, they work, what have you, but they also drain faster than a decent battery than a good quality battery. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt today was like my my battery was like a really high quality battery that took a long time to to drain and that just filled itself up easily too when I charged it that it was just like a you know, when I was doing something pleasant, boom. It was like a like that speed charge on a cell phone, you know? Uh, what do you call it? Rapid charging. I just felt really good today. Like it took, it would take, not, I guess I can't say it took more to drain my batteries because it just didn't happen. Um, I guess I could say it would take more to drain my batteries today because I just felt really resilient. Ooh, great. So yeah. Um, also I, I tidied my sort of messy desk and surrounding space. Like, it was nothing. Like, it was no big deal. It just kind of happened, actually. I was just like, oh, that thing. Huh, just really feel like going over there and maybe moving a few things. Oh, it just looks like I could just pick some of those up and pile them together and then have a look through them. And I could wipe that down, get rid of some dust. I could throw that out. Okay. Like, it just, everything sort of came to me. I didn't have to think about, okay, if I'm going to tackle this because I want it clean. I'm going to have to go through some steps. What steps am I going to have to... No, I didn't have to do any of that. I didn't have to plan. I didn't have to think about it. It literally just happened. But it wasn't... It wasn't like I was running on a, on a motor that I had no control of either. It, it felt like I was... You know, I was present for it. I felt... You know, I was engaged in the process. It wasn't just happening independent of my brain. You know, I wasn't just sort of running on on some independent motor i was doing it and it felt easy i didn't have mental blocks i didn't have you know negative feelings that i had to think through it just happened and it was quick and it felt wonderful and you know what else now sometimes when i when i do something like that what'll happen is I'll say, okay, I've been putting this off for, what, six months? This tiny little thing that I had to neaten or clean or what have you. And it took me 
two minutes or five minutes. And then I would feel like, oh, my goodness, something so easy. Why couldn't I do that for so long? No, today I didn't feel any of that. Today I felt like, oh, isn't that funny that that took like five minutes and I've been sort of, you know, staring at it, having it make me miserable for a while. Huh, isn't that funny? And then it just made me feel like, oh, I could... I could do a bunch of stuff. I just, I feel like I can. Oh, isn't that great? That things just feel easy today. How nice. That's lovely. That's another big difference, you know? That's just a big thing to be able to do something like that. And then instead of somehow turning it into a self-deprecating thing, you, you just feel good about it. That's not something that's always a given. In fact, it's often not. <laughs> it stands out. That's why I wrote it down. Um, Another thing that I wrote down is that... um. Yeah, right after that. Um, so I, I tidied that space. I put my kerosene lamp down there because I wanted to move it. Um, I sort of dusted it off nicely. Um, it's been a while since I've used it. And, and if anyone knows anything about kerosene, um, when when you don't use it for a while, it um, tends to sort of form like a gluey... It, so like the wick is just stuck. Like I, I can't turn the mechanism. It's stuck. Um and, uh, yeah, so right after I cleaned that, I had the bandwidth to just have my coffee and also, while I was doing that, have a little look online for, like, okay, how do I fix this myself? How do I not bug someone like my brother or my dad and ask, hey, how does one deal with this exactly? Um, yeah, so it turns out just a soaking kerosene because it just sort of... It just sort of reconstitutes. It, it sort of soaks in and it loosens everything up. It lubricates. It you know it just needs to rehydrate with fresh kerosene. That's all. So I was able to figure that out, and it was no big deal. And now I don't feel stressed about going through that process either. I feel like, man, that seems doable. Sure, it's actually on my list for today. <laughs> um, and then uh, I I had like ideas and inspiration were coming, you know, it was all flowing in my brain, but it wasn't in a, wasn't in a high voltage kind of way. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm getting all these brilliant ideas. No, it wasn't like, um, you know, boom, 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 boom. No, it was just like in a nice, easy way. It was like something, something just de-blocked a little, a little, um, a little stream. You know, it wasn't like a big rush of stuff. It was just like, yeah, suddenly like, ideas and inspiration. It's, it's kind of coming to me in a nice managed way. Everything feels manageable. Everything feels still peaceful. I'm really chill. My brain feels good. Stuff is flowing, but it's not too much. Oh, it just felt really nice and regulated. It was wonderful. And if you are not neurodivergent, um, I wonder, it might sound to you like, aren't they just talking about a regular day? Um, I'm not sure. I... I wonder if this is something that, that neurotypical people just feel all the time? I don't know, but for me anyway, this is not my normal. This is exceptional. Just things being easy. Just the lack of things blocking avenues to things. The things not being hard to, to do or ideas being not hard to get to, etc. Um, really when, when stuff is working and your medication is working, it's really that it's removing roadblocks. It's not that it's making you 
uh, it's not that it's giving you superpowers of any kind. It's just that it's removing obstacles. So, um, what else now? Yeah, so ideas, inspiration coming, not in a not in a huge rushed way, but just in a nice, focused, easy way. The mindfulness was happening by itself, um, and I could just feel it. You know, the the fridge sound, my my little dude over on the couch munching on a cookie, and you know the cats padding around the house, the the lighting, the Wallace and Gromit playing quietly in the background. Um, I could just, you know, I was just sort of conscious of things in a really pleasant way. Um, I was able to sit and write these notes and not feel like my brain was outpacing my hand, giving me a hand cramp. <laughs> um, because sometimes that's why it's, it can be hard to sit because your, your brain either just doesn't want to slow down that much and can't because it's almost painful. Or if you can slow down to write, your, your brain is still going so much faster than your hand that it's unpleasant because you, you can't catch up. Um, yeah, I made good decisions today. It just felt like, you know, not that I make bad decisions normally, but it just, I made decisions that I felt happy about, really happy about. Small things, little things, little everyday things, but they just felt good, and I felt good about myself. Um, and I found myself smiling. Just because. That's something that doesn't always happen. You know, things make us smile, but how often do we smile just because we feel good? You know, not, not because something happy happened to us, but just because we feel, we feel good felt really light inside in a nice way felt awake you know not hyper awake just nice and awake like normal awake finally felt good everything felt stimulating today in a pleasantly moderate way you know making me not need to find sources of dopamine not making me need to go and do things that make me feel good for a, a quick, happy, you know, like scrolling through Instagram or something. Um, I just felt like pleasantly, pleasantly stimulated just by doing regular things and just, it was just happening by itself. That is not a normal thing for me. Um, just also not feeling any barriers, not feeling like there are any barriers to things. You know, like with the cleaning, even emotional barriers, just not having those in a way, feeling like, like I really do get to decide and choose whatever I like. Like, oh, if I want to clean this, I can. If I want to sit down and write this, I can. I, I actually get to choose what I want to do and then do it. That's just such an amazing thing. Uh, finally, my, my outlook was really good. I felt felt good, felt confident in myself and and in the future, and felt like I actually have a say in how things go and in what happens to me, and you know, not in a way that you can control everything that happens to you, but in a way where okay, X Y Z happens to me, okay, I feel like I'm gonna have the power to 
you know, figure out a way through that or troubleshoot other options, you know, find another path for myself, have some, you know, have some control over what I can try, what I can do, you know, that kind, just the normal kind of control over yourself. Oh my goodness, it felt good. These are all such quote-unquote normal things, like just everyday things that I hope a lot of people just get to experience normally. But for me, having ADHD, there are a lot of things that make all of this not a regular occurrence. That's kind of why life is hard, because, well, all of this normally isn't like this. A lot of days, things are coming into my brain, and they're not coming in clearly or in the right way or in the right amounts. And as Dr. Wong says, it's it's like glasses. The, the light, once it hits your eye, you were never going to get a clear image because, well, your, your eye is the wrong shape. The lens is the wrong shape. And the second it comes into the eye, before it even gets interpreted, before it even absorbs and then gets interpreted by the brain, um, it was never going to come in in such a way that you were going to be able to see clearly. So you need glasses. And that's what medication is for ADHD. It helps focus things. It helps bring things in in a way that's manageable and that is clear, that cuts through some of the fog and the blur. Yeah. I wish every day was like this. Hopefully more good days to come. So, obviously I don't know what day my rough day recording is going to be, but I feel pretty confident I'm going to have one eventually. I really hope it's not for a while, and I just wish that every day was like this. But I'm sure eventually there will be one, and I will record the rest of this podcast that day and give you sort of a contrast of why it feels hard and what's hard to do and what's hard to feel and just what's happening. What does a day like that look like and what does it feel like and how is it different from this? And what can I control about it and what can't I? Just what does this whole thing mean? So with that, I will sign off for today. I feel like I'm signing off for the entire podcast, but I know that's not true. This is just sort of the first half. In any case, I will speak again soon. Okay. Okay. So, a good day versus a bad day. That was the concept that I had. Now, the problem with that, that I did not realize until I came up to a bad day, is that... On a bad day, just by the very nature of it, I cannot do a podcast recording on a bad day. So there was a flaw in my plan. I think we could say that. <laughs> now that's, that's fine. You know, sometimes you need to try something in order to see the flaw. Hey, not a big deal. So, this second portion is not recorded on a bad day. And 
while this second portion is going to deal a bit with the nature of a bad day for ADHD, it's actually going to focus more on the concept of a pivot. This is where if I had enough energy and know-how, mainly energy, I would probably insert an audio clip of Ross, who is an absolutely terrible human being slash character, uh, saying, pivot, pivot, pivot. Yeah. So the pivot. Now, I don't know if this is a, an official mental health term for ADHD, but I'm just going to use it as though it were, because, hey, sometimes the word is just the only word you know how to describe a thing with. So, all right, pivot. So I had an idea, and it was flawed. And I think it needs to be okay to just say, all right, that didn't work. What do we do now? You know, it needs to be okay to just pivot to say, all right, I'm going to scrap that idea. It's not a huge failure. It's not a big deal for me to need to scrap that idea. You know, you need to allow yourself the space to pivot. You need to give yourself a license to pivot. I need to give myself a license to pivot, frankly, because I have held myself to this, this neurotypical standard, which I don't even know if it's healthy for neurotypical people, frankly, but there's this standard out there that's, that's like, you must achieve your goals. Achieving a goal is such a big deal. Why is it such a big deal? I mean, I mean, yes, achieving a goal is a great thing. I think we can all agree that it feels good when you set out to do something and you make it happen and it works out. Does that have to be every goal? And does everything that you achieve have to have been a set goal? Now, I'm, I'm just talking about thinking critically here. Do we need to achieve every goal? Not achieving a goal, does that need to be a failure? And some goals are very small. We have lots of little goals. I'm not just talking about a huge life goal. We have lots of little goals, don't we? Small daily goals, weekly goals, yearly goals. We have lots of goals. And there are a lot of opportunities for neurotypical and definitely neurodiverse people to miss the mark on those goals or to abandon them because it turns out that it sounded more interesting than it was actually going to be or that it ended up being a goal where, well, your energy had to actually be reallocated to other goals that were maybe more important, just needed to be prioritized for whatever reason. You had more opportunity to do those ones. It made sense later. Future you maybe made different decisions than past you. It needs to be okay for some of those goals to fall by the wayside. So, the goal of making a part two that focused on a bad day and that was me recording on a bad day about having a bad day 
for ADHD symptoms. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to sweat that one. Um, now, I do want to talk about why that was, because it was still a learning experience. You know, I got to this bad day, and I was exhausted. I was physically exhausted. I was mentally exhausted. I didn't have the energy to talk about what I was going through. I didn't have the energy, certainly, to record what I was going through, to sit down, prepare my microphone, get the program open, sort of look at the job ahead, even though it's not a job that I dislike. Doing this is a fun project. But if you're not in the headspace for it, it's no longer a fun project. It becomes a task if you have to do it. It's a, it's a thing that you need to, to do. It's a thing that you need to do when you want to do it in order to be fun. Like any hobby. So it just wasn't going to work that day. I was exhausted. I was mentally burnt out and I had nothing left. It was one of those days where I've learned to deal with those days by giving myself a break by saying, you know what, this is clearly not going to be a productive day, and we know that there are going to be better days coming, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, there are going to be things that I can do later, and maybe today is a good time to actually just take a break and make sure that we don't do more damage, you know, make sure that we don't make it harder for ourselves to come out of a bad day, and... We just relax. You know, we, we do the minimum of what needs to get done for things to keep functioning around us. You know, if we're single, maybe that means feeding ourselves. Make sure we get some water. I don't know. Making sure that the heating in the apartment is up high enough that we don't get chilly. I don't know. Like, bare minimum to make sure that things are functioning. And if things are functioning and the world's not ending lay down on the couch, watch some Netflix. You know, for me, I'm going to pay attention to my little dude. I'm going to snuggle him. I'm going to drag myself off the couch if he wants me to play or something, for sure. Doesn't mean I have to hop up and somersault across the room. No. <laughs> Can I still be there for him? Can I still do stuff? Yeah, but I'm going to be a lot more tired and that's okay. And, you know, I'm going to move a little more sloth-like that day. That's fine. And when he's napping, maybe I'll watch television. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be a day where I force myself to be Wonder Woman. Honestly, I don't know why I referenced Wonder Woman when... Honestly, I shouldn't reference things that I don't know about because I have never read Wonder Woman. I haven't watched Wonder Woman. I don't know anything about Wonder Woman. I'm not going to be su superhuman, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to be superhuman that day. And I'm just going to accept that that's the case. Fine. <sighs> but speaking of the pivot, and speaking of reassessing, and of thinking critically, something that this brought to mind for me was also, how do I look at having a bad day? Once upon a time, when it was thought that I had anxiety and depression, when I didn't know about ADHD being what it actually is, when I didn't know anything about my ADHD, 
I had a hard time accepting bad days. They sort of made me panic. A bad day, for me, was a time when I had to figure out how to fix it. During a bad day, I had to go into solutions mode. How do we crack this? How do we figure out what is happening and fix it right now? Because I thought having this many bad days or having a bad day that feels like this is just, it's a problem that needs a solution. I've learned a lot since then. A lot has happened. I've, I've recontextualized, especially in light of my diagnosis. That is a wonderful thing because it does make you able to actually look at what you're looking at and be able to see it for what it is. You know, instead of saying, why on earth is this apple not red? Why on earth is this apple not that whitish yellow on the inside? Why on earth doesn't it have those brown seeds? I don't understand what's going on here. How can I fix this apple? How can I fix the rest of the apples that come from this tree? Oh, sorry, what? Oranges. What do you mean? What's an orange? Huh? Say what? An orange. That That's what this, oh, this bumpy peel? That's, that's what that is? Oh, the weird orange color on the inside. Oh, those little seeds that are actually like stuck in this weird member. Okay. I've not been dealing with an apple then. Huh? Yep. Yeah. I mean, having a diagnosis allows you to actually see what you're dealing with and then put it in context to figure out how do you make it better? How do you not make it worse? Just what is the beast? I mean, really, it is fantastic. Um, so yeah, rethinking some things, critical thinking. I've been looking at, I've been looking at my logic. I've been looking at what are the things that I expect from myself and are they reasonable things? And just to put in a little disclaimer here, the things that I expect from myself often are really not things that I would expect from other people either. Uh, I am way too hard on myself. Yeah. It's, it's something that I'm trying to recognize, and it may take a while to suss that out and to be a little bit kinder to myself. So yeah, things that I expect of myself, just looking at what those things are and then actually stopping and taking a minute and saying, is this reasonable? Now, one of the things that's really hard on bad days or that used to be hard on bad days that I'm rethinking now, and it's helping a lot, dropping the ball. We've all heard this turn of phrase, to drop the ball. I think, and I, I don't suppose I'm wrong on this, I think that neurodivergent people, especially people with ADHD, quote-unquote drop the ball a lot. People tell us that. We've had to say it. I dropped the ball. I'm sorry. Dropping the ball, any ball. Now, dropping the ball, that can be something so tiny. It can be forgetting to 
I don't know, pick up milk on the way home. Oh, shoot, I spaced, I dropped the ball, I'm sorry. You know, I forgot to pick up the milk. Or it can be forgetting to take the laundry out of the washing machine and into the dryer, and then it gets a little, you know, moldy or whatnot, and you have to wash it again. Oh, drop the ball on that. Oh, darn. And a lot of those things aren't a big deal. I mean, you know, sometimes they can range to bigger things. You know, it could be something like missing an appointment where you you then have kept somebody waiting, a professional waiting, and have, you know, wasted time that somebody else could have used with that professional. Or it could be something at work, you know, a task that, you know, fell through the cracks, something small, something, you know, maybe small but important to somebody. Drop the ball. But let's look at that, shall we? Dropping the ball. It can be a lot of things. It can be any range of things in any range of areas in your life. Think about how many balls you're keeping in the air. Now, there are some that you need to make sure that you don't drop, right? Like forgetting to pay your rent. Sure, that's kind of important. And also, I'm really sorry for mentioning that because I know that that can be a really stressful thing to think about at all. So my apologies. I'm not going to say anything else like that, I promise. Um, So yeah, that can be a big deal. However, there are other things like say, well, you know, ADHD folk, we like to have a lot of projects on the go, right? We like to try new things. We like to dabble. Sometimes it's hard to finish one. Fine. Let's say each of those sort of little projects on the side for yourself are balls. You got all those balls in the air. Let's say you drop one, right? You, you forget to write a chapter of a, of a, a comic that you're working on or a a novel or something, you, you forget to do your bullet journal for like a month. You forget to do that sourdough thing because, you know, you just can't get a sourdough, you just can't get a sourdough started because it keeps calling for a little action every single day. And this is like your third one that you still haven't gotten to maturity to actually make a sourdough out of. You know, you're dropping balls. And you're feeling just terrible for it. Let's look at those, shall we? Now, why is it that all of the balls need to stay in the air? Some do. Not going to give more examples of those, because we know. (laughs) We know. But honestly, do they all have to? Where does that come from? I mean... If we're looking at a juggler, are they meant to keep all the balls in the air? Let's just look at the analogy for starters, shall we? Like, the the balls are not all supposed to start in the air. I I mean, they're not all supposed to... uh, What did I say? Start. Not start in the air. The balls aren't all supposed to be kept in the air at all times. Yeah, could it be embarrassing to maybe drop one during a performance? Eh, Fine. But I mean, we have a lot more balls than a juggler has, right? And so sometimes we drop them. And I feel that that needs to be okay. I don't know that that's the measure of you being a failure as a person or not. 
why I wouldn't expect that to be the measure of a failure for a person other than me. That would be terrible. I wouldn't think that. Why should I think that of myself? That if I drop a ball, drop many balls, why does that make me a failure? Yeah, there are, you know, things that we need to try and maintain. I'm not saying drop everything in your life and don't give a hoot, but let's just really look at which balls we're dropping and, and look at what it means, shall we? It also has to be okay to set some down. To just intentionally set one down. Say you've got projects that you enjoy doing. Well, let's say you're just not in the mood to do one for a while. There's just one that it's not one you're giving up on it, but you have to just set it down for a while. And why is it bad to set something aside for a while, not touch it until you have that inspiration again? Why on earth should that be a bad thing? And I've felt bad about not keeping every hobby up in the air, not keeping every task in the air, not keeping, you know, every little thing around the apartment balanced and in the air. I mean, why? Is it a huge deal if my kitchen's a little messy? Is it a huge deal if my laundry isn't in perfect order? You know, I just, I think that there are things that we need to prioritize and there are other things that we need to say, hey, could be better. Maybe one day it will be better. But also, is this really something to get so worked up over that I'm actually being really mean to myself? Is this actually doing any good? And is it the biggest deal in the world? Now, I'm not saying... Just let it all go. No. I'm just saying every time there's something that's making you feel bad because you've quote-unquote dropped a ball, look at that ball. Prioritize it. Is it one that can be dropped and then picked up again immediately? And maybe don't feel so bad about having dropped it? Sure. Maybe it's also one that only affects you and not in a bad way. That you get to choose to just set down. Why not? There are going to be good days and bad days. Sometimes there are days where you have no energy and you have to say, you know what? This ball is going to get set aside for when I get a good day and then good day me is going to pick that up and run with it. Other thing that I've been thinking about, other than just keeping all of the balls in the air, finishing something. That kind of goes hand in hand with Goals. Attaining a goal. Well, finishing something, right? I don't know where this comes from, but it seems to be an expectation today that if you're... Sort of the mark of a successful person is someone who can finish things. Someone who can see a project through or a task through from start to finish. Commit to that task and finish it, accomplish it. Now look at the words that I just used. Commit, accomplish. Committing, accomplishing. We've heard lack of commitment as a bad thing. We've heard unaccomplished as a bad thing. But you know, let's really look at what this is and what this means. 
yes, accomplishments are good. They make us feel good. They mean that we've done something. We've put something out there. You know, something's done. That's great. Sure, they can be good. Are they always good? Yeah, by and large, probably. I mean, as long as it's not a, you know, devious goal, <laughs> which I suppose could exist in theory. But are they the be-all end-all? Maybe not. So, where was I going with this? Goals. Accomplishments. Yes. So, committing to something. Accomplishing it. Those are seen as really good traits that you can commit to something and then make it to the end. Well, the problem there, when we look at having ADHD, is that we tend to have a lot more projects on the go and a lot more interests that are sort of being dabbled in than many other people. Lots of other people who are not neurodivergent, who maybe don't have quite as many interests in the air and, and projects on the go, who are maybe not so keen to start into a new project because one thing that I've heard from people often enough is, oh, I don't know if I want to start into that. I think I'll finish these other things that I have on the go first and then start into that. And I'm thinking, oh, sounds lame. I mean, I'm not going to say that to the person, but to me, that sounds like, oh, not giving myself license to start into something new that I'm excited about. Oh, that sounds kind of torturous. I don't get that because my brain works differently. And maybe yours does too. If you have ADHD, maybe you're also inclined to take up new projects, dive into something, get passionate. The thing with that, and I'm not going to call it a problem because I honestly don't think that it is one. Now, the thing with that, the nature of it, is that you're going to have a lot of projects in the air. And in order for that to be okay, you need to be okay knowing that sometimes you're going to pick up something try it out. It might not quite gel with you. You gotta be okay letting that go. You know, not finishing every single thing until it's accomplished. That is not a bad thing. That doesn't make you a failure necessarily. These are personal projects. These are supposed to be fun things. Let's not worry about them so much. You know, if you take up playing the guitar and you realize later that it's just not quite gelling with you. Hey, does that make you a failure? No, it means that you tried something. You were willing to try something. And maybe it gave you some pleasure for a while too. What's wrong with that? That's a good thing. So look at that thing. You know, you, you have many hobbies. Feel free to... Those are yours. Those are yours. You're not performing for anybody. It... It doesn't matter if you don't see everything through to some fabulous conclusion, to some big success. You know, those are nice projects to just dabble into whenever you want. Put some down when you want to. Wait for a good time for your super brain to pick it up when it's ready and run with it again. And, you know, stops and starts. And why does everything have to be consistent? committed to, accomplished, in isolation of other things. Why? Is This is what I'm saying, like just critical thinking. Look at the thing that you're holding yourself to and just, just weigh it and see, does this make sense? If it does, great. If it doesn't, rethink it. 
I'm not saying trivialize everything. I'm not saying relativize everything. I'm saying take a moment to consider it. Really look at it and see what makes sense for you and for your brain. While balancing, of course, the natural the natural um, necessity of not letting other people down. It's very important. It's one thing, one of the only affects you. And also, while balancing what's healthy for you, right? You can't just drop balls that are actually going to harm you to drop them. You, you can't, you know, I'm not going to say some of those examples, that, but you know what I mean. You want to make sure that you're prioritizing and that some balls that are able to be dropped, when they are dropped, don't make you feel miserable. And that's the pivot, you know? Just sort of say, huh, guess I dropped that for now. I'm going to put that aside and pivot into something else that makes sense. Okay? Give yourself a break. Don't be unkind to yourself. The only person you really have control over in terms of being kind to you is yourself. That said, <laughs> you also have the control. Don't forget, you also have the control to limit your exposure to people who are not kind to you. I am not going to say put up with that. Do not put up with that. None of us need to put up with people who are not kind to us. But you can't really just push away yourself when you're unkind to yourself. You kind of have to live with yourself. So let's make ourselves kinder to ourselves, shall we? (laughs) And with that very weirdly wordy conclusion, I'm going to say thank you for listening, and I hope that you're going to be good to yourself, and just think about the things that aren't making you feel so good. Just really give them a good hard look. <laughs>